Hello and welcome to another edition of our podcast. Um, this week I was lucky enough to chat to an incredible guy called Tom Fishburne. You may not know his name, but you've probably seen his work. Uh, Tom uh, goes by the nickname Marketunist online. He um, is an ex-marketing uh, guy who ended up turning his side job into uh, into a full-grown career. His cartoons are now seen by over 200,000 people every single week. He's had cartoons featured in the Wall Street Journal, Fast Company and the New York Times. Uh, I managed to sit down with him for 10 minutes and just discuss how it all came about, uh, what interesting things he's seen in the industry and uh, what he's getting up to now. But uh, I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Uh, Tom, welcome. Uh, how, how did it start? How did you get into this? Yeah, it was a bit accidental. I uh, I'd always loved the medium of cartoons since I was a kid. And then I, uh, but I never really thought that you could actually make a career out of this. Um, it was actually only in business school that I actually started publishing cartoons at, at that time about my business school life. And then I went to work in marketing and I was at General Mills kind of as a, as a trainee for brain management and realized that there's a lot of humor in marketing. And, and originally looking just within my, my, my coworkers, like there was just so much happening within General Mills. I thought, you know, I'm going to start drawing a cartoon about my day job. And then it kind of caught me by surprise when the cartoon started spreading outside of General Mills and people started signing up to get the cartoon. Uh, it started to, I started to realize that there, a lot of what I was grappling with within General Mills, uh, a fair amount of that could relate to any, any business and, and anywhere globally. And, and, that, and then my, my, my scope sort of expanded from there. Uh, but that was in 2002. Mm -hmm. And I've sent a cartoon nearly every week since then. And over over the years since, it's it's uh, it's been interesting to see uh, just how the world of marketing um, is evolving and changing, and how all the things that I've been grappling with as a marketer that I try to try to uh, illustrate through my cartoons are things that other marketing people are grappling with too. So it's become a, a, along the way a, a kind of a a little bit of a collective stress relief for me, but it's also underscored how there's a bit of a community effect, how we're all sort of grappling with many of these things at the same time. And the cartoons give me a chance to, you know, to highlight some of, some of those struggles and, and hopefully we can all learn by laughing at ourselves. You, you, definitely, uh, you definitely make me learn and, and you definitely, definitely make me laugh all the time. Uh, they are brilliant. And um, I've read on, on your website, it said that you, you've also got a world record. How, how did you get a world record? Yeah, that was, it's been, you know, I, I, it's always interesting to me where the cartoons take me. I, I you know, I, I, uh, it's been, it's been a, such a fun experience to see where, uh, you know, the, 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 because of the cartoons where I've been, where I've ended up uh, kind of getting involved in things. But um, I had a chance to live in the UK for three years. And while I was there, I got to meet some of the folks at Marketing Week and they started running the cartoon every week. Um, and they approached me a couple of years ago and said, we're doing this big event. Uh, marketing week live and we'd like to do something experiential uh, what do you think about drawing a wall-sized cartoon and uh, we got the idea that if we if we create the cartoon as a color by numbers um, there's a Guinness World Record for that category the, the most contributions to a color by numbers and so one thing led to another I ended up drawing this enormous cartoon and broke it up into small pieces and 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 had the colors correspond to numbers in each piece and uh they arranged it over three days at marketing week live where it gave everybody markers and they came up individually and colored different segments of it and at the end of the three days they had, they had this huge 
wall-sized cartoon that had been colored in by everybody there. And they had somebody from the Guinness World Record uh, Association on hand to officiate and then uh, give Marketing Week the official award for the most contributions to a color by number. Well, con congratulations. That, uh, it, I'll find a link and try and add it to this uh, so people go. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. They sent me some uh, fun pictures. Oh, brilliant. Cool. We'll add it. Um, and yeah, I sort of just interested in that obviously doing this for a long time and you know, you're, you're now running your own studio. You're not, now that you're not kind of in the industry, how do you keep your finger on the pulse? Um, how do you, how do you keep it so fresh? Yeah, thank you. I, I, I'm glad that it feels fresh because I do try to make it feel uh, like it's immediate. And for me, it's always been a bit of a diary of what I've been grappling in marketing. Um, and even though that I, I run a studio now and that's where my focus is, I feel like I'm doing more marketing than ever. Um, right. You know, my previous work, I was, you know, brand management for General Mills and Nestle and Method, and I was working on one brand at a time. And now my my client work uh, really spans the gamut. More more of it is B2B marketing, but I get to work with a lot of great companies trying to figure out how to connect with their customers through marketing. And so my cartoons uh, are are now a big part of how they do that. So that's been really fun. So I, the 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 while the the shift of my day job has evolved, um, I feel like I'm more inspired by the world of marketing than ever. Just working in the yeah. trenches and trying to figure out the you know as all, as all these changes come up every year, how they how they impact me as a marketer and continue to shape my thinking. What are some of the big changes you've seen recently? And are there any things that you see? That, that come and go. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot that comes and go. I, I, I guess I, I feel like the uh, if there's one Uber theme that I've picked up over the last 20 years, uh, it's 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 the, the marketers can often have a shiny new object syndrome. I drew a cartoon once of a, a bunch of dogs around the conference table, and one of them is pointing at his, at, his, uh, at his slide and saying, we need to stay focused on our marketing objectives and not get distracted by every shiny new, look, squirrel. And then all the <laughs> other dogs looking out the window at the squirrel running past. And I feel like uh, that that is an, an omnipresent issue within marketing. It's exciting with all the new stuff that's coming along, but we can easily get distracted. And so I feel like, I feel like the, uh, the tactics are changing. But uh, and too often we marketers mistake the tactics for the strategy, <laughs> but the but the constant I feel you know the the part that never you know changes about marketing in a sense is is the fundamental you know strategy of a brand connecting with customers and we ultimately just have to figure out how to how to use the right tactics to work against that strategy. But too often we can get distracted and just focus on the tactics. Have you got a favorite cartoon you've done so far? I mean, that's, I don't know whether that's like asking you which of your children you like the best. Or the... <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit, it's so funny. It's such a personal thing. I often, I often have different relationships with my own cartoons, like over time. And I look back, um, I, I, I drew a cartoon once um, that I, that's still, it's probably one of my favorites where there's a, there's a classic Trojan horse in front of a castle and the guard keepers at the castle are saying, careful, the last content was full of marketing. And, uh, <laughs> I like, I tend to like cartoons where the most, where it's a simple visual and a very short caption to kind of explain it. So that, that's one of my favorites right now. Do you have a process? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you kind of, how do you even get started on this? Like, where do you begin? I mean, they're, they're, they're so simple, but I'm, I, you know, I know from experience that getting something to very simple is, is actually a really hard thing. So how? Yeah, it's well, it's very iterative. I think it's like any. I, I've learned as I the more I the longer I've worked as a cartoonist, I've learned how similar it is 
to really any form of creative development. So for me, it's very iterative and I tend to have a couple of phases that I think in and I find that I need to have my brain in a different mode when I'm in those different mm -hmm. phases. There's sort of a stimulus collection phase and I just surround myself with a bunch of things that, that just kind of can be interesting and take my mind in different directions so that there's that, that stimulus phase where I'm kind of like a researcher and then there's the phase where I'm just playing with ideas and in that phase, I, I can't be too self-critical. I have to let the ideas flow. I have to have dedicated deep thinking time without distractions. And then, um, so I tend to tend to work in that in that period for a while, and I kind of riff on ideas and and uh, and then stuff them in a binder, and then come back to them the next day and riff on them some more, and try not to have too much too many constraints. Um, and then there's the phase that that I have more of an editorial mindset. Then I kind of look at all the stuff I've created, and I feel like, oh, there's something here but that's not the best way to express that idea. And then that continues to be an editor process to distill it down and play with it. And, uh, and over, over time that I kind of go through this spectrum of being real blue sky creative to being a real editorial sharp pencil editor. And, um, and at the, you know, as I get to the end of the process, the editor takes over a little bit more and tries ultimately to strip out everything that's not essential to the idea. And I find over time, that's, that's been a really good, um, training for me uh, as a creative thinker I feel like it's a it, that that process can really work for any form of creative development and when I talk to creatives in different fields they all follow something similar to that and I, I find you know whenever I'm working on something that's pure marketing which I still do you know I still do consulting and advising um, I, I try to take some of that process into that work too and the biggest thing of all is the, the dedicated deep thinking time I find that I need in my in, in any aspect of my work life to to block at least two hours of every day where I'm not responding to clients on the phone, yeah. you know, responding to whatever happens to happens to, uh, to cross the transom, but instead that I can focus on the deep thinking time. And that's become more and more important over time. Do you sort of be, you said that you surround yourself by a whole lot of different stimulus. Is that sort of, is that going out for a walk or like going to a museum or do you, do you, do you go to, is there a room you go to? I don't know. Like, how <laughs> It is like I do. I kind of have a war room approach. So I tend to have an idea. Like if it's a client campaign, I get a lot of stimulus from them, and yeah. a lot of the process involves trying to get the most material. That's the best material that can lend itself to the best ideas. So I tend to get a lot from them. A lot of it is, I mean, they just dump a whole bunch of stuff, and it's great. I, but I, I've gotten better over time at sifting through it to find what's really useful. Sometimes I'll do interviews with people on their team and those interviews become the stimulus. So it's surrounding myself with a whole bunch of stuff like a war room. And then, um, and then, you know, I do, you know, going for a walk that can be a part of my process, but that tends to be more in the, in the idea of generating stage where I'm letting things sort of percolate. But the first part is just getting the war room of stimulus. You know, any creative process isn't a very linear thing. So I find um, ideas can often get sparked by any aspect of that stimulus. So the more, the better. Um, makes so much sense but um yeah i mean i, I know i know you got a dash to another meeting but um just to to finalize um firstly thank you uh but um where should people go to find out more about you to uh, uh to look at your cartoons to uh, i know you're an amazing speaker as well um so yeah Thank you. I have everything at marketunist.com. That's usually the, the hub, but I'm on, I'm on all the social channels as well. Um, it's funny enough, though, the simple email newsletter tends to be the, the, the place where I connect the closest with the people who read my cartoons. Nice. Um, it, it's, it's funny. It started with an email newsletter, and even today, that, that's where I, I tend to put a lot of my effort. I feel like it's overlooked sometimes, but 
the email, humble email newsletter to, is a is a great way to connect. Yeah, it's well, seen a huge resurgence in the last like two years, probably. I think uh, it yeah. sort of started getting better and better. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, totally random question, but do you, do you have any ideas why that might be? So, I mean, I th I feel like well, there are a lot of I don't know. I have a lot of opinions about that. I mean, one of the nice things about it is that it's a, an actual direct relationship. You're not right. counting on how the Facebook or Twitter algorithm is feeling about you on that day as to whether you're, you're, it actually makes it through to the end audience. So it's a direct audience connection. That's, that's the thing I like the most about it. Yeah. I mean, I find I get a lot of material in my day job, but people also send me stories of things they're grappling with in their marketing day jobs all the time. And oftentimes people will just hit reply to my, my cartoon of the week and I get a great story from what's <laughs> happening in another part of the world. That's really interesting. So I find the best connection to my audience is actually through that. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Thank you so, so much for taking time. And uh, yeah, I look forward to, to chatting again soon and hopefully doing some work maybe together. Again. I would you. love that. Absolutely. It's great to talk with you. I hope you enjoyed listening to that. Uh, Tom's such a nice guy. If you ever want to get in touch with him, his uh, website is marketunist.com. He's also a, a brilliant speaker if you ever need one at your organization. Um, anyway, we'll hope to do something with Tom uh, probably in the courses soon. I think uh, there's, there's definitely some fun things we can do with him for uh, cartoons inside the courses. Anyway, we'll see what happens. But uh, have a fantastic week and look forward to chatting again soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.